Hello and welcome to the Emerging Leaders Podcast, an official podcast of Fisher Homes where we collect wisdom, strategies, and insights from proven and successful leaders to help you go further and faster as a leader. I'm your host, Tom Hansen. This is another special episode of the Emerging Leaders Podcast. It's part four of our four-part series where I chat with the 2019 Fisher Homes Award winners, and in each episode, I help you get to know each of them a little bit more and learn about what made them so successful in 2019. In today's episode, I spoke to Jenny Back, division coordinator from our Louisville division, and she was the divisional recipient of the Internal Customer Satisfaction Award. In this episode, we talk about Jenny's experience transitioning to Fisher Homes from another builder. We get Jenny's advice for anyone finding themselves in a time of change, and we learn how Jenny always finds success by having a growth mindset. As always, I've timestamped our conversation in the description below if you want to jump around. Also, stick around to the end because I'm going to give you some takeaways and action items to grow as a leader. With that, let me jump to my conversation with Jenny. Hey, Jenny, thanks for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. Hey, Tom, how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, So excited to talk to the Divisional Internal Customer Satisfaction uh, 2019 Award winner. I'm talking to a champion, an award winner. Uh, First of all, I just kind of wanted to know, how was, uh, how did you react? Did you, were you surprised when you saw your name come across the board, when you saw the video with Tim? Uh, Walk me through your reaction of uh, learning that you had won the award. So, so yes, I was really shocked. I had actually gotten an email from Jamie Bowling previously. I didn't really get the grasp of it until um, I met with, or until Tim did that video. And then um, Tarina had actually called me and congratulated me. And then she let me know kind of that it was over everybody. And so that blew me away because I didn't know that's what it was. Oh, okay. So you kind of had an idea, but weren't really sure what it was. You're like, oh, this is a big deal. Everyone's kind of uh, making a big deal out of this. (laughs) It is a big deal. It's really great. Yeah, you beat out all of those folks and uh, were the award winner. So uh, starting off, I would love to hear your Fisher Homes story. So what were you doing before Fisher Homes? What was that transition coming into our company? And uh, what's been going on since? And what is your uh, kind of... um, growth and career been like since you've joined Fisher Homes? So I came to Fisher Homes as part of the acquisition from Dogwood Homes in Louisville. I had actually worked for Dogwood Homes for a lot of years. Um, And then when Fisher Homes acquired Dogwood, I was one of the lucky ones to get to stay and help in the transition. Um, So I couldn't have asked for a better home, a better employer. Um, when you bought, when you have a transition like that, you never know how it's going to go, how it's going to affect you. Um, in this case, it has definitely been for the better. Um, it has been a huge benefit to come in and be able to work for a company like Fisher Homes. And I'm just as proud as, of them as they seem to be of all of us. So, Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, what was that like? I mean, so I, I know that a lot of associates are in the same boat as you uh, were a part of uh, another builder that was acquired or, or however that transition made. Um, were you, when you first learned about the Fisher Homes acquisition, was that something that you were nervous about, excited about? Walk me through those feelings. A little bit of both. You're definitely nervous because you're not sure 
how the job that you're doing at one company relates to what you're going to do at another company. Yeah. There's apprehension because you're not sure at the new company what it's going to be like if you are going to fit in there, um, what they expect out of you, kind of um, just what it's going to entail. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of apprehension. And then also, too, am I going to be good enough that they want to keep me, you know? Yeah. Um, so so you feel like there is a lot of having to prove yourself some and then, you know, make it seem like that you are an asset to the company, not just somebody that they acquired and are stuck with at this point. So Yeah, so it just seems like there's a lot of unknown, um, <laughs> you know, like what, the company, your position, your future, all of those things. And unknown is so that's so challenging, you know, for, for anyone, I just kind of wrestling with that. Um, Can you think of a moment when you knew that it clicked, that this was the right place for you to be, that you were the right fit for the role? Cause obviously you're tremendously, you're doing amazing. You have such, so much success right now. So obviously it did click, but do you remember that? Was there a specific time where you kind of noted that uncertainty and fear of the unknown kind of shaded, faded away and you're kind of like, yeah, this is right. This is a good fit for me. This is a good home for me. All of those things. I don't know if there's an exact moment, but I know that it was really hard in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, this job was completely different than anything I had done previously at Dogwood. Um, it used a lot of this, some of the same skills that I had learned, but the processes and then the way that it was done and implemented all of that was completely different. And actually after training for days, I remember going home and telling my husband, I don't think I can do this. Maybe oh, this wow. job isn't for me. Maybe this company isn't for me. Maybe this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And then, but then I was more determined to learn it at that point because I had already doubted myself. So that made me more important, more excited to learn and, um, and want to accomplish it. So, so I yeah, dug so, myself in and made it work. <laughs> yeah, and it worked, man. That's great. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. I know I can. Just you know, once you get in, and it's you know, because I'm sure there was a lot of um, like a uh, like excitement, maybe, or you know, we were excited to have you, and I'm sure you were welcomed and all those things. Um, but then once the reality sets in, and you've got to learn new things, new processes you're doing a similar work, but you have to do it in a whole different way. And then you're met with that doubt and fear of like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> absolutely. Like, yes, like, is, absolutely. is this even going to work? Is this worth it? But I think you did the thing that so few people do, which is you just kind of turned that into fuel just to keep trying and keep going and not giving up. And then you obviously saw the fruits of that labor, which is great. That's awesome. And so um, what do you, attribute to your success most, you know, when you were working through that and, you know, going on that path, because so I guess you were with, when did that transition happen with Dogwood? Was that in 2018? It was 2018. Yeah. Okay. So really your first full year was 2019, right? Well, we, we transitioned to 2018, January of 2018. Okay. Okay. So you had, so your second year was 2019 and done so well you won the award um but what do you attribute that to what do you attribute most to that that kind of led you to that success um definitely fisher's view on training they are so willing to train anybody that's willing to learn um they have everything out there that you could possibly need in order as far as training materials go 
Um, they have so many people in place that you can ask questions to. Um, Tarina was such a big help. She spent so much time down here with us, um, just walking us through steps and teaching us different things. And so and the, in 2018, there was a lot of stuff that happened at the beginning of the year, um, like writing the contracts and different things like that. We didn't learn the full job until the end of 2018 when we had to start closing those homes. Wow. And so it was really, truly a year long worth of learning for us that first year. Yeah. So really you think just being teachable and, you know, there's lots of resources out there, but just being willing to go after them, ask questions, absolutely. accept the help when it comes. Yes, absolutely. I was always the first one. I didn't, if I didn't know it, I was going to find somebody that did. So that's great. And I think that's a lot of people struggle with that. You know, I guess it's like, we have this thing where we want to feel like we know everything and we have all the answers, um, but really no one does. And, you know, more people should be asking help than they do. Um, do you, how do you wrestle with that? I mean, is that ever something you've struggled with is just kind of the insecurity of putting yourself out there and just like, Oh, if I ask, then they'll know that I don't know. Right. And I do think there's a certain point to that apart. Um, some people are like that, but for me, I use it as a training experience or a learning experience. If I don't know, if you're telling me, I'll remember for the next time. So then I can help the next person with it. Um, so for me, it's an opportunity to always learn from, um, because I'll be the first one to admit, I might not know something. I don't have an answer, but I will find that for you. And I'll let you, you know, I'll let you know and get back with you once I do get an answer. Yeah, so. that's great. I imagine if, if folks heard that, that message and just did that more, I mean, how much better they'd be off, how much more they'd know in the end. And yeah, I think that's an awesome, awesome vision. So what, you know, looking back at when you've, started your career and that maybe could have been when you started your career at Dogwood Homes but what can you think of one thing that you wish you knew back then whether that was starting in home building period or whether that was starting in Fisher Homes if you had to put a message in a bottle back in the past to your past self what would you say I think I would just tell myself that to keep learning um mm -hmm. always keep learning, always keep um learning different aspects because with my time at Dogwood Homes I was very lucky to be able to diff to learn different aspects of the company. I started out there with my real estate license, selling real estate, and then I went to accounts payable. And so I was able to do a lot of different things there. I even got to touch into some estimating and some different things. And so that helped always have an open mind and be able to learn. Um, I always tell my kids to learn whatever anybody's willing to teach you um, because you never know when it's going to come in handy. So I think I just would have reinforced that with my younger self to constantly be learning, learning, learning. And because um, you never know how it's going to apply to you later in life. Yeah. And that, I think that's so true, uh, you know, in a, in a company like Fisher Homes, that's so interconnected. You know, we have lots of different departments, but, you know, in your career, you bump elbows and yeah, like you can interact with estimating or finance or marketing or whatever, sales, construction, all over the place. Um, and I think a lot of times we, you know, we don't have that kind of learning spirit like you do. I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I, I could maybe learn something here that would help me gain an insight on what I'm doing, or maybe down the road, it'll benefit me. Right. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah, people throwing themselves into that and embracing those 
those ideas. I think that's great. Um, I'm just curious, uh, when you were at Dogwood, had you ever heard of Fisher Homes before, before no, things went down? No, I had not, no. Oh, wow. Um, they wasn't a local builder here for us here in Louisville. Um, and so for me, I'm sure a lot of the other people that followed more of the national builders, um, they had heard of them. But for me here locally, my world consisted of Dogwood. For me, that was the builder, you know? And so, yeah. um, so I never even thought to research other builders or to look outside of that. Um, so yeah, so it was a big surprise. And, and so I remember finding out who was going to be purchasing Dogwood. And so then I started Googling and looking and, um, and so, but I actually fell in love with the company, honestly, before I ever even got to meet with them, just in the stuff that I was reading about them, that, um, the things that they were doing in the communities, how they built that, um, the home at the Cincinnati Reds game, how they built part of that, and then the St. Jude homes. And so I was already really impressed with them as a company before um, the, before we actually knew that that's, it was all going to go through. So, Yeah, that's really great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, I, I always like to keep this idea in the forefront of my mind, but, you know, I believe that, you know, no person's an island. No one got to their success without help or people pouring into them. So who are the, who are some people that kind of helped make you who you are today and uh, gave you the insights or the skills or experiences that you have that have made you successful? Well, here at Fisher, number one would definitely be Tarina. Yeah. Um, Tarina has always been the go-to person from day one for us here. She was our lifeline. She was our um, person to reach out to. She was so always very patient um, she led us through it all. She led us through the transition. And even now, if I had a question or an issue, I could call her and she would still help us out. So Tarina was number one she, here at Fisher. Um, Keith Mays, my supervisor right now, my production process manager, we actually worked together at Dogwood for all those years. Oh, wow. Um, and so we just have a really close working relationship. He's my, um, manager but he's also just a good friend and um and we've all there's a few of us here in the office from dogwood and we've always cultivated like a more of a family relationship um and so we've got to watch each other's kids grow up be part of everybody's families and so that makes a big difference i think when you have those type of work relationships um Absolutely. yeah yeah so so Keith has been a big instrumental. He's always um, willing to let me do what I need to do um, and be there for support. Um, always guiding anything that I need to do. Um, so yeah, he's always been a really big teaching. He's a very great teacher. He's willing to teach me anything I want to learn, um, which I probably wear him out a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> And then I guess the other person here at Fisher would be Jay, our market president. Um, yeah. He has done amazing with us since he came in. He's just um, brought an, uh, an aura of fun and, um, and it's, it's just fun. He's a fun person to work for. He's a fun person to talk to. And so, yeah, so we actually, we have a lot of fun here. Um, yeah. It's actually a fun place to work every day. So That's great. That's great. Yeah, fun fact, uh, Jay and I actually started on the same day. We had Did the, you really? Yeah, we had the same, uh, we were in the day one job one together. 
that's pretty fun yeah 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 so he's a, he's a great guy that's really good yeah that's awesome that you had those relationships at dogwood and bringing them into Fisher and kind of maintaining them and kind of doing that. I'm sure, did that make it easier with the transition, just kind of having some relationships and kind of doing it with others? It absolutely did. Yes. Because we all started over from day one. We all learned new roles. We all learned because none of us were doing what we had previously done. And so you got to share a lot of the frustrations and the, in the happy moments that, Oh my goodness, we finally figured it out moments, you know? And so um, there was lots of brainstorming. There's still lots of brainstorming some days of working through things and figuring things out. But yeah, so it was really nice to have people that was all in the same boat as you. Yeah, I, I imagine that, uh, you know, one theme that has come up on this podcast on just how to grow as a leader is, you know, the challenge of just kind of being stuck in your ways and learning one way to do something and, and not being willing to change. Um, it seems like you have been the opposite of that. You know, you have been doing it the right way. And I know that that had to have been tough. I mean, I can't imagine having been worked somewhere for many years, been successful, had a, a way of doing something, and then having to just kind of do it, do the same kind of work, but just learn it in a whole new way. You know, um, I always love uh, this, I share it all the time, but it's a, uh, have you seen that movie Hitch with Will Smith or he's a, uh, um, He's a kind of a consultant and he's helping uh, guys, uh, you know, nerdy guys kind of meet the women that they yes. love. You know, it's, yeah. it's a good movie. It's a great movie. But uh, it, I like it because he's not he's just trying to help these guys get out of themselves. You know, like mm -hmm. they kind of step on their own feet kind of thing. Well, there's just one guy who he's a nerdy guy and he's trying to in, pitch is teaching him how to dress better. So he takes him to get all fitted and he gets this wonderful fitted suit and these nice shiny shoes and he looks great. He steps out of the dressing room and he just looks at it and goes, I don't know, Hitch, this, this isn't really me. And Hitch's response is, you are a very fluid concept right now. You know, <laughs> like you look great in the suit, you look great in the shoes. So they are you. Uh, and I, I just thought that I think that's such a great little line. And I try to think about that too. Just you're a fluid concept, you know, like say that it's always been easy or that I didn't grumble or complain or because sure. um, I think with any change you're going to have that your first instinct is to not want it right or yeah. to, to reject it and so I won't say that that's not my first instinct but then eventually I'm going to come around and embrace it and make the best of it so yeah and it's working out great so okay now's the time in our in our conversation where we do the bag of questions you ready for this? So, uh, yeah, it's going to be psychologically revealing, personal kind of questions. Awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, the first one is, uh, it's going to be your ATM passcode. Uh, so okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, here we go. What's your most unusual talent? Oh, I've got an answer for that one. Would be that I can juggle. You can juggle? I can juggle. Oh my gosh. How did you, okay, give me the whole rundown. How did you learn? And when were you in the circus? Jenny, were you in the circus? <laughs> no circus, but I learned in elementary school. Um, it was part of our gym class. It's part of a training that we did in gym class. Yeah. And so once you learned it and you were doing well at it, you got to do this little talent show at the end of the year. And, um, and so, again, I made sure that I wanted to be part of that talent show. So I was going <laughs> to learn how to juggle. So to this day, I can still juggle. 
Wow. So that just kind of, that's a through line right there. That's what that's called. That's like Jenny learning something new, finding success driven. I love it. Uh, <laughs> that's so great. So uh, I do that. I remember doing that. You kind of start off, I started off with scarves in elementary school and then you kind of move up to balls. So you can, you can do like the juggling balls and all that. I can. I don't do well with like the bowling pin thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't do well with those, but anything circular I can do. Oh, wow. Okay. That is great. That's awesome. Okay. If you had a time machine, would you go back in time or go to the future and why? I would go back in time. Ooh, okay. Um, I would go back to, I'm obsessed with the 50s. I like okay. that time era. Um, growing up, Grease was always one of my favorite movies. And so I always wanted to live back in those days of the poodle skirts and the hot rods and um, those sorts of things. So I would definitely go back to the 50s. Okay, going back to the 50s, love to, to visit there and, you know, have the grease back. Well, you wouldn't be the one with the grease back here. You would have the poodle skirt on. I would have the poodle skirt, yeah. Oh, awesome. Great. Yeah. All right. Last question. What is the last gift that you gave someone? Oh, this is kind of chintzy. But after my mom's husband passed away, his daughter, I had made her um, a a hanging wooden picture thing um, to hang on her wall that had a picture of her and her dad at her wedding. And, um, and it had a quote from their song um, for her to hang on her wall. No. The, oh, that's awesome. So did you, um, did you decorate it or did you actually do the woodworking or what was, how, so what was the creation of so that? My like? husband and I do crafts on the side. We like to do different build things um, and paint them and sell them. And so, um, so I actually had my husband put the boards together for me, but then I um, glued the picture on there and um, painted it and put the words and all of that stuff on there. So. Oh, that's awesome. So you guys uh, do, do you have like an Etsy shop or? I'm not brave enough to do Etsy, nor do I have the time to do that. I want to do it only on my terms. When <laughs> I okay. So. You got to go ship that stuff and you got to, that's too time consuming. I, that turns into another job. There you go. But it's just, so just kind of as a hobby, you'll yes. do we'll things. We'll do and... sometimes, but okay, only on cool. Yeah. So. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Well, wow. That's good stuff. So. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Um, I think we we'll, we got a lot of great insights here. And yeah, I think folks who maybe are have gone through the same path that you have or maybe will do that sometime in the future listening to this or really just anyone who want, needs to embrace learning and growth and stretching yourself, I think are going to learn a lot from your advice here. So thanks for sharing that with me today. Thank you so much. Great. And so uh, I'll talk to you soon. And uh, yeah, thank you. All right, thank you. Man, that was great. What I admire most about Jenny is she has a growth mindset. She is always willing to take on new challenges, right? Moving to Fisher Homes from Dogwood Homes was a big challenge, a lot of change there. She takes on new ways of doing things, and she's always willing to learn something even when it's outside of her scope because it will benefit her later down the road. That is just textbook growth mindset. The opposite of growth mindset is fixed mindset. This is a prevailing idea out there. I find it so compelling. Uh, in the description of the podcast, I'm gonna put a TED Talk and an article for you to check out on this idea of fixed mindset versus growth mindset. 
But a fixed mindset says that you're good at things or you're bad at things and that's never really going to change. It's fixed. That when you make a mistake, then that's horrible. That's just symptomatic of your issues, right? Um, Whereas a growth mindset says you take on new things. You take on new challenges. Mistakes are just opportunities to grow. You have grit and a willingness to go after growth at all costs. That's a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Um, I'm going to read from the article that I put in the description. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but in the article, they give 25 ways to develop your growth mindset. I'm not going to read all 25. Um, I'm just going to read a few of them. And what I want you to do is just listen to this list. Which one of these hits home for you? Which one of these would be a great place for you to work on yourself, to grow, to start developing that growth mindset? As I read these, just listen and pick out one or two that really stick out for you. One, acknowledge and embrace your imperfections. Two, view challenges as opportunities. Three, replace the word failing with the word learning. Four, stop seeking approval. Five, value the process over the end result. Six, celebrate growth with others. Seven, emphasize growth over speed. Eight, portray criticism as positive. Nine, disassociate improvement from failure. Ten, provide regular opportunities for reflection. Eleven, place effort before talent. 12. Learn from other people's mistakes. 13. Make a new goal for every goal accomplished. 14. Take risks in the company of others. 15. Think realistically about time and effort. Okay, that was awesome. Um, For me, I'll just go ahead and share. Uh, I'm the podcast host, so I'll be vulnerable here. Um, I, I really think that placing effort before talent really hit home for me. Um, I think a lot of times I feel like you're born smart or you're not born smart. You're good at, you're born good at things. You're not born good at things. And that's doesn't change. That's the fixed mindset. You know, if I'm not good at something, it's just because I haven't practiced it. It's because I haven't sought to be good at it. And I can do that if I want to. Another one that really hit home is this idea of taking risks in the company of others. Man, how much time and energy do we spend saving face, putting our best foot forward? And that's hindering our growth. We're missing opportunities to try new things and grow because we're afraid of looking stupid. And I got to tell you, that that hit home for me. That's something I'm going to be working on. I want to take risks in front of others and not be so paralyzed by what other people think of me. Man, so I hope that hits home for you. There's some great content here that I think is going to really help you grow as a leader. That's our episode. Thanks for listening today. Uh, If you have thoughts or questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me, thanson at fisherhomes.com. Specifically, I would love to know, who do you want me to interview on this podcast? And what questions would you like me to ask them? Also, keep an eye out for upcoming Emerging Leaders events. These are events that we have internally here at Fisher Homes for associates to connect, grow, and get resourced as a leader. And as always, please rate, follow, and subscribe to this podcast and whatever platform you listen to it on. It really helps this project grow. With that, keep developing your growth mindset, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.